Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time again. It is Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. And today we are pleased to welcome back Bertrand Kelso of Integral to help us get out of all of this tech funk that we're in. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Tech funk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a brand of music. <laughs> oh, please don't encourage that. Hey, uh, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, it's a lot going on in the world out there as far as technology is concerned. I know. I know. That's reasons. why I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> Rain's really have at it. No, you start off, you were talking about local news. I say we start with that first because, I mean, it kind of mm-hmm. ties into what <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, well, well let's, let's talk about, I guess, the thing that's ca- catching national news, and that is the um, Nebraska, I guess, is, is banning TikTok in the state. And I guess my question is, how do you ban, uh, how, how do you enforce a statewide ban on technology? Uh, you said that is Nebraska? how do you do that? You said Nebraska. Was it Nebraska or is it, it Nevada? I'm sorry, one of those. It's uh, Montana. <laughs> is it Montana? You both. Oh my gosh! Yes, no. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, all right. Well, I, I'm, I'm out of it today. You? Yeah, you're right. You were no. You were. Um, you were oh absolutely my gosh. right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I got enough things to cause me doubt. Okay, but go ahead. No, uh, yeah, Nebraska. Oh my gosh, and we're headed there tomorrow. Isn't that funny? But uh, oh, the way it works. Don't take TikTok is, uh, with you. How do you how do you ban tech? I'm just <laughs> the reason I'm asking is that to me, it's so invasive that. I mean, how do you shut that down? How do you filter that? How do you keep it from coming in to a state? Oh, it's pretty – well, it's not – you're not talking about the state populace. You're talking about government computers. So if you're right, but I thought government... there were already some of, the, some of the states that were doing that. So um, I know here they're trying to, to do that here as, as well in terms of – you know, not having it on campuses and, and whatnot. But how do you, let's say, keep an individual person from having access to something like that? Well, you really can't because when you're talking about a state, you know, it, it still goes back to the government entity of that state. So, I mean, there's no way, well, there would be a way. Um, let's talk about a way how you could kind of um, theoretically do it. Uh, if you were to theoretically do it in the state, the state could contact the inter- internet service provider uh, within that state. So for you, uh, it would be Spectrum. Well, we'll just do the top three: Spectrum, Comcast, and Google Fiber. Uh, you could go to those internet service providers and just tell them to block uh, the IP associated with TikTok, because every site on the internet has an internet or a website. So, for example. Do your ISP, the state could say, well, uh, let's not allow people who are connected to that broadband signal to go to the website TikTok. 
is you may be able to download the app, but you still have to visit the site through the app in order to get on the social media platform. And the same thing can be done if you have a smartphone. So we'll take the big three again for cellular coverage. A state could theoretically contact Com or not Com. Well, I guess you could say Comcast because they are a phone provider. But Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, and say, hey, within our state, we don't want these people to visit TikTok.com, and they could definitely block it on their end. Didn't know that, did you? Oh, no, I didn't. But okay, so this gets there. There's certain things that t- people are talking about in terms of. Um, how what this interferes with, for example, it interferes with freedom of speech. Um, and, and doesn't this also, if you are telling certain businesses not to do certain things in terms of carry this particular product, doesn't that interfere with commerce also? Uh, not necess- well, not necessarily. I mean, because, I mean, you're just talking, that would be more FCC talk as far as, banning but um i mean it it i think states have their own regulations and each each internet provider mm-hmm. has to deal with specific reg- regulations if they're going to provide services within that state it's just not a federal thing you also have to work with the states as well so like i said in okay. theory uh, it definitely could happen but usually when they're talking about states they're talking about on gov- or state issued devices so in your opinion, is a ban necessary? Um, we're, we're, you know, for, for a long time, it seems like uh, everything tech, you know, come on, bring it on. You know, yes, definitely, we want this, we want that. And now it's like, well, wait a minute, hold up, hold up on TikTok, hold up on AI, you know. So what is the big scare now? Well, the TikTok thing is pretty interesting because it all deals with China. If TikTok was U.S.-based, they wouldn't be even having this conversation. But there are some conservatives that are upset of the content that's shared on TikTok, uh, which, you know, it's the same stuff that's shared on YouTube and um, other social media platforms. So it's it's kind of one of those things where you have to look at it and go, well, is TikTok being necessary? Because they're essentially doing the same thing every other social media platform is doing, which is – selling your information to third-party vendors, which they have the right to do because when you uh, sign up for it, then you're basically saying, hey, you know, I agreed to you um, taking my information and sharing it to third parties. But it's basically a thing with the servers for TikTok are based in China. It's no different than when the government stopped using Kaspersky uh, software or antivirus software on government computers because Kaspersky was headquartered out of Russia. So it's one of those things uh, politically where they don't necessarily want people or at least government computers to be in contact because of the off chance that the government may be spying on through TikTok or spying through Kaspersky because people don't, realize this, but if you're in a communist country, at any time the government can go in and say, hey, we want to look at the information on those computers. That's just a government thing in communist countries. But, you know, I don't blame the government for saying, hey, we don't want this on our devices. But obviously it should be left to each individual if they want to deal with TikTok uh, and what goes on with TikTok because the problem is, especially with the economy the way it is, a lot of influencers are making money on TikTok, uh, sharing videos and whatever else. So, I mean, you know, you kind of have to let it up to the individual. If they want to be spied on by Russia, then, you know, that's on them. Um, But as far as AI is concerned, as far as, yeah, let's talk about AI real quick because the challenge with AI is everyone's trying to one-up each other. And somebody may one up each mm-hmm. other in Terminator. You know, they're like, "Well, we're, we're going to come up with a better idea." And next thing you know, it's Skynet all over again. And the other thing that's going on with AI is it kind of started out as an experiment when OpenAI released ChatGPT in November of last year. 
but now everyone's trying to one up them as trying as far as having a be, a better AI system. And there are a lot of bad things that can be done with AI, such as voice cloning and video deepfakes that are skimming people out of money. So it's even the creator or not the creator or CEO of OpenAI is like, well, yeah, we need to pump the brakes on this because we're not really taking a look to see uh, how far this this can go, and it needs to be regulated as far as what's going to be released to make sure that it doesn't uh, ruin humankind on a global scale. So that's the difference between a ban on TikTok versus a ban on AI. One is more political and dealing with spying. The other is um, we don't want world domination by the machine or just in a world where uh, with so much misinformation on the Internet, and AI is drawing from that. You need to regulate where it's pulling the information to ensure that if people are going to use AI for job replacement or just whatever tools they use with AI, that it's going to be in a way that doesn't disrupt uh, our digital society. Okay. Let me ask you this, though. Aren't and I could be, I'm probably a little ignorant, well, I am a little ignorant with a lot of this, but aren't you only as vulnerable as you allow yourself to be in some of these cases? Um, it, you're only vulnerable to TikTok if you're using TikTok? Um, well, yeah. You're, you're only, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just asking, uh, because a lot of this stuff, you know, I hear it, and then, and because I'm not involved, I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> well, you know, I hope nobody gets hurt, and then keep I keep going. Um, but right. yeah, I, I just curious. I'm just curious. Yeah, in the case of TikTok, is one of those things. If you're not on the platform, then it's not going to harm you. Uh, so you're absolutely right on that. The thing with AI though is that it, even if you're not using a Chat GPT or Jasper or any other of the tools out there. Uh, the problem that you have to deal with is that the problem with AI is that it it can affect everybody. So, I mean, you can be affected by a deep fake video scam or a voice cloning scam, even though you're mm-hmm. not taking part of AI because it's directed to trick you, the the user, as opposed to the person who's actually on the platform. And the other thing with AI, you've got students trying to compose papers through AI, and it, that's having a negative effect because you got kids that are cheating with AI. And, it, you know, it's just something that just needs to be analyzed before they just released it to the general public. I mean, they really should right. have vetted people with AI before they just said, oh, here you go. Yeah, you know, AI for everybody. <laughs> They really should have just taken it. But, I mean, it's technology. And, and again, if you go to, like, chat GPT and type, you know, what am I supposed to use this for? And it'll say for entertainment purposes only. So the whole idea was to give people uh, a free platform to kind of play around and see what could be done with AI. But people just went off the rails and, you know, you've got people talking about AI. you got people doing TEDx talks on AI. I mean, the sky's the limit as far as AI is concerned. Oh, wow. Oh, joy. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, – I know I, I, I asked you a little bit about doing something local, and I gave you – not having given you a lot of time, but – here we're dealing in Florida. We are dealing with a lot of senior scams, and oh, yeah. you know, I mean, and sure. you know, when when my mother was alive, I was. It was basically it wasn't even about the computers for her because she she didn't even really <laughs> you know deal with the computers. She was kind of old school. She was like, "Can you go on and 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 check this for me?" But she didn't bother with it herself. But it was the mail the snail mail that I had an issue with that I had to kind of go through with her. Um, But now, you know, a lot of our seniors are, I mean, well, a lot of them don't even have to be on the computer. It's just a matter of a phone call. 
and they're being scammed. The one that's really popular, uh, you know, not just here but around the country is a, it's a matter of, you know, someone's grandson supposedly calls and they're in trouble and they're asking for money to get bailed out and, and stuff like that, and it's not really the person's uh, grandson, you know, and, and they're being scammed out and there's some others. So um, how how do we protect our seniors from stuff like that? Uh, education's the key, and the problem is, and this goes back to AI, is that uh, you've got these, I think the biggest scam right now is the grandparent scam or the emergency scam where uh, mm-hmm. with AI you can duplicate someone's voice, like your grandkid, and then call the grandparent and make them think that the grandkid is in trouble and needs money. Uh, but mm-hmm. as far as senior scams are concerned, it's, it's more education uh, than anything because it's, you know, Florida obviously is being attacked because it's like the senior capital of the yeah. world. Um, yeah. And more seniors are just trusting when it comes to different things that go on. But it and but it's not just towards seniors either. It's um, it's everybody. Heck, my next door neighbor got hit with one of those scams, and you just, just really? looking at them going, "Oh yeah," looking at them going. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't say out loud you're an idiot, but at the same time, it was kind of oh, you kind of just it did. Was a, uh. <laughs> it was blatant. It was a scam. You're buying all these gift cards, and you want me to run you to the local grocery store to get your refund. I'm like, dude, you, you know this is too good to be true. So yeah, it's, it's not uh, and everybody that that happened to me. The first year when I just got on the um, board of directors for the Realtor Association, and I got an email about helping um, our front board president out by going and getting these gift cards for something, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of sick of my cards broken down, you know, type of thing. But, you know, it it got, you know, I did the back and forth for a few minutes, and then it got to the point where it was like, mm, so I called um, and actually uh, talked to, it was actually the CEO of our um, association, and I called him. I was like, it's like I'm in a meeting. I'm like, did you, did you call me? And they're like, no. Like, and so we had to kind of warn everybody. But it seemed to happen like every year that, uh, that the new board member was elected, mm-hmm. then they'd get the email. Oh, yeah, so they know that people don't know what the line of communication is. So uh, somebody is, somebody's got the inside job on it and saying, oh, okay, yeah, there, there's a new person. Let's see if we can trick them. Cause a lot so of, how, do know, they, how do they know? I, I guess I'm curious. How do they know, for example, you know, how do they know whether somebody's got grandkids or not? How, how do they oh. know this information? Oh, because criminals are always scanning the Internet to, on social media to find out uh, you know, who's got what going on. I mean, you, but you, the problem is, is again, it has to be education because everyone thinks that it's a couple of kids in the basement just joking around. But, I mean, cyber crime is a serious business. I mean, you have um, large criminal organization. You've got terrorists. Uh, you've got countries that are funding cyber crime. And I think people really need to wrap their heads around this multi-billion dollar industry and understand that these are these are some serious people they're not playing games as far as trying to scam people out of money it's you're talking about people who are trying to make some serious money and they're doing it through cybercrime but people always will make the comments to me i wish people would find something better to do and it's like well you know if i'm (laughs) yeah i'm making billions yeah i I think i found the right thing to do i'm gonna keep scamming you until you yeah. until you figure out what you need to do to protect yourself. I mean, it's um, yeah. yeah, it's um, well, big. Well, I don't think they're I talking mean, about better to do in terms of money. I think they're talking about better to do in terms of character. But that's that's another story. I, I know, but yeah, I mean, that would turn you to the dark side if you were, you know, money corrupts, and if you're making that kind of money, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, you know. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. We are talking uh, all kinds of cyber crimes and, and other 
text us today. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Seize Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here this Tech Thursday with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Burton, back to you. Back to me. I love the way you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you said, we got a lot to talk about, very little time. (laughs) Yes, we do. So, yeah, let's talk about Bluetooth uh, scams. Uh, recently yeah. in the KC metro area, there was a business that is rolling out technology that will allow them to contact you via your Bluetooth connection on your smartphone. But the problem is, is that Bluetooth scams have been around for quite a while, and there's a variety of ways can get access to your, uh, you know, to your Bluetooth devices. And probably one of the quickest ways would be uh, Bluetooth carjacking, where they're not going to take your car, but basically what criminals do is that they log into your Bluetooth on your phone uh, or actually in your car system, and then they kind of listen in to what you're doing. So the actual term is called car whispering, and it's, you know, if your car is always trying to pair up with new devices, correct? So when you pair, it'll pair not only with your phone but with a criminal's phone, and then they can eavesdrop on conversations that are going on within your car through your Bluetooth signal. And then they can also, you know, say malicious things through your Bluetooth. But, I mean, it's something that people don't really think about when it comes to Bluetooth and vehicles is the fact that, you know, maybe a criminal can eavesdrop and listen into your conversation. Now, I was – one of the good things about Bluetooth, you only have about, you know, a 500-foot radius of – when someone can contact your Bluetooth device. So, I mean, it's not like an immediate threat, but if someone brought up to me last night about 500 feet, if you were in a large metropolitan area, like, say, downtown Orlando or New York or um, Chicago or even L.A. or London, that's a lot of people that you're in contact with. What, so isn't that something it, similar to what they were doing with the baby monitors one time? Well, yeah, baby monitor is using Wi-Fi. It's not using Bluetooth. So Wi-Fi, baby okay, monitor, Wi-Fi. yeah, some Wi-Fi or some type of frequency that yeah they could eavesdrop onto your baby monitor. Um, so yeah, I mean it's similar. Criminals always look at because like we just talked about these cyber criminals, uh, they they're always looking at new ways to get into vices. And so Bluetooth is one of those unknown ways that people don't think about. I mean, even as a tech guy, I rarely turn off my Bluetooth signal on my phone, which leaves me vulnerable to a lot of these Bluetooth cyber attacks. And I'm sure you're the same way because if you hop in your car, you want your phone to immediately connect to the Bluetooth within your car, you know? So, yeah, because I'm your... in my car a lot, and so yeah, and, and to me that's been, in terms of embracing tech, <laughs> that has been it for me. I'm like, you know, this is the next best thing to having maybe a driver, uh, because I can actually, you know, talk to clients and stuff. But then, it, it, that if that's the case, in terms of what you're talking about, that kind of leaves me and my client vulnerable, right? Right, it does. It really well. It, it does, but you just have to um, you you just have to look at your car every now and then just to see uh, how many devices are paired with your car. 
Because in mine, it's just mine and my wife's. And I'm sure with you, it would just be you and your spouse as far as whose Bluetooth devices are paired. But if you it's notice actually just other... me. Oh, really? Look at that. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't share. <laughs> uh, not that, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see that. All right. But, but, um, but, I mean, those are the things that you can look at as far as your car is concerned. Now, there mm-hmm. are other ways that into your devices via Bluetooth because you have to think and remember that Bluetooth doesn't just involve automobiles. We're talking about Bluetooth on your laptop, Bluetooth on your yeah. smartphone, on your tablets too. So sometimes uh, criminals will act a thing called blue smacking. Now, everything that from this point is going to be blue something because it deals with Bluetooth. But the art mm-hmm. of blue smacking is when criminals will bombard your smartphone with messages and data, and then your phone will just overload and shut off. And Ooh. that's just maliciously and probably would be a case of a jilted lover or a, a angry ex that would do something like that to your device. Or it could be just a malicious criminal. But people have to be aware that there are these types of attacks out there because, you know, if your phone just shut down for no reason, you may think there may be a problem with the phone. But in reality, it could be just someone uh, overwhelming your um, your device information so that it shuts down just to cause you havoc. So that's one blue uh, tooth hacking you need to be aware of. Another one is blue snarfing where criminals will steal information from your device where they, and that's the, the where the word snarf comes from, where they're just snatching up information like emails, text messages, um, and information that they can use for um for identity theft. Then there's bluejacking, which is the act of criminals sending spam messages and phishing messages uh, to your Bluetooth device. Um, so, and then finally there's blue bugging, which criminals will just pretty much use Bluetooth to bug your device so that they can listen in, not through your car, but just through your uh, smartphone or your computer find out information about you. So, I mean, it's a lot of Bluetooth-based cyber crime that's going on out there. So it's just another one of those areas that people need to be aware that criminals could get through through your Bluetooth connection and that you should always be vigilant and make sure that, you know, you're not being attacked. So I, I, Don, I mean, I, I wanted to ask you about something, and I'm trying to figure out how to ask without revealing a whole lot of information because I, I shouldn't. But, okay, so there's this place that I know that works with customers that um, seems to be hit, being hit lately with uh, a lot of fraud um, mm-hmm. where uh, customers are calling and saying, I didn't order this, and but my card's being charged, and it." Mm-hmm. I don't recognize the address that uh, whatever I'm, I supposedly bought but didn't buy, I don't recognize the address that it's going to. And sometimes the company is catching it and sometimes uh, it's not. Um, also, too, where uh, people are – well, anyway, start, I guess start with that. I guess one of my questions is how much of that is possibly inside job? Well, uh, some of it can be an inside job, but for, you know, in a lot of instances, it's people who use the same account credentials for, say, their social media login or another online account that criminals are just logging in and just buying stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it can be an inside job, but overall, a lot of it is just people who are using the same login credentials at an online store, and then criminals just go in and just start purchasing stuff, like Amazon. Amazon accounts are hacked all the time, and mm. people don't do change their passwords. So it's nothing for me to get you know get into an Amazon account if your credentials are floating around on the dark web, order some stuff, mm-hmm. and then send it to another address. I mean, think about how many people really don't pay attention to their Amazon account, um, unless they have to update payment information. I mean, other than that, you just keep rolling along with your Amazon account. Um, and then 
you know, you may check it if you have problems, but other than that, um, yeah, you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't do anything with it. So is this a case where you shouldn't, for example, like you're talking about, um, leave, let's say, payment information, because you're talking about updating payment information. Is this a case where you should not leave payment information in the file or you shouldn't leave addresses in the file? You should just put them in there and, and um, maybe take them out when when the transaction is done? Or what do you suggest? I mean, well, strong passwords on online accounts. I mean, that's the weakest link as far as everyone is concerned is not, well, let's take our payment information out of there. It's like, well, let's put a strong password or pass rate on our online account so that we can ensure that criminals aren't going to be able to get into my account. I mean, that's how most of it occurs. Mm-hmm. It's just weak passwords. It's, you know, I mean, your Amazon account or your even your online, let's just say your online retail account is going to be as secure as you make it. If you're using weak passwords or duplicate passwords, it's going to put you at great risk. Mm-hmm. So, so it, because some of this may be happening all of a sudden, is there a group of people? Is there maybe, you know, it seems like it's a concerted effort. It's kind of, it seems like it's a sudden onslaught. Oh, well, yeah. Cyber criminals. I mean, they, they, they're everywhere. It's not just with phishing emails or whatever. It's just right. a multi attack where they're like, okay, well, this group is going to go after Amazon accounts and, or online retail accounts, and this group is going to go after sending out phishing emails. It's just a constant bombardment of different attacks that cyber criminals are making in order to either get some instant money or to uh, scam you out of your identity. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is either one. We're going to get some quick money off you. We're also going to take your identity as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think, obviously, you know, it's been happening, and you don't hear a lot about it sometimes because when people get scammed, they're embarrassed. They don't want to talk right. about the fact. Yeah, they don't want to talk about the fact that um, they've been scammed, and that's unfortunate because, you you know, you should really – they're going to be able to get justice, but at the same time you're helping the um, – you're helping the industry overall as far as how what cyber threats are occurring and you know law enforcement can know how to inform people what the latest threats are because i think most people don't report also because of the fact that they're not getting they're not getting vindic- vindication from mm-hmm. reporting and that you know and that most people are like well i'm going to report and hopefully something's going to happen to these bums and that doesn't necessarily always happen. So obviously more people need to report what's going on. Yeah, it's it's a shame because you have uh, good people, you know, just trying to do the, their day-to-day stuff um, and, and they're being impacted by, by these scammers and they're having to do things like all of a sudden I've got to, you know, call my bank. I've got to change all my cards. I've got to, you know, change all my passwords and and you know it's it's quite labor intensive when it happens to someone. Yeah, but you've got to have great habits to start with because in today's day and age, cybercrime is a human problem. There are hackers out there that can infiltrate accounts, but criminals have realized that people are the weak weakest link, and we're you know and that's who they attack. So you really have to be on your due diligence as far as informing yourself what type of cyber attacks are out there and then other than other than that just making sure that you put in place good cyber protection habits because you know we get into that mentality of oh that's not going to happen to me and Mm -hmm. it happens people are all upset i can't believe they stole my money or can't believe my lost access to my facebook account i know there's a lady Mm -hmm. locally who said to uh whoever I'm like, get line. <laughs> like Facebook's already <laughs> up there. It's everything. Wow. You know, their Facebook account for real estate, you know, real estate business. I'm like, yeah, get line. You know, good luck with that. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, we're gonna we we we're gonna have to uh, backtrack and and take a quick break. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. 
And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments on your tech issues, because it's Tech Thursday, the number is 516-387-1944. So next, Burton. So on the slate of cybercrime things, let's talk about the push towards moving towards, and you touched about this earlier, about the Mm -hmm. push to move away from passwords to pass keys. Now, Mm -hmm. complex world of cybercrime that we're dealing with, passwords are a problem, and they're important because they protect your online, you know, your online life. But what tech innovators are finding out is that passwords don't necessarily work for two reasons. Number one, people don't take them serious enough and they have the same passwords for all of their online accounts. Number two, it's kind of hard to come up with different passwords for all of those online accounts. Um, Think about it. I mean, it's, it's a challenge for me. Even though we have password vaults, password keepers, uh, it's it's kind of hard to keep up with all that stuff. And now tech innovators are saying, well, let's just get rid of passwords completely and start using uh, pass keys in order to log on the information. And so the way that it works is that you, especially you with your Android phone, you already have access to a pass key. So whether you're using facial recognition or using the little pattern to draw on your phone, or using thumbprint or a key or a key note number to put in, you're using a pass key as opposed to a pass phrase. Now the difference is between a pass key is that it's tied to, I guess I want to say a human, meaning that biometrics is the word that I'm looking for. So if you're using a, a key print or facial recognition, that's biometrics, and criminals can't duplicate biometrics unless they get a hold of you. And they're trying to expand it out now where your online accounts are tied to your smartphone's biometric signature to allow you to get into these online accounts. Because one of the things that you have to look at with biometrics is that it's simple. You only enter in one phrase or a thumbprint or your face to log into account. And with biometrics, it's not going to be listed on some website. So if you're a criminal and you commit a large-scale data breach for a company, if people are using pass keys, passwords aren't going to be part of that mix of information that's going to be leaked. So it's definitely a way where the tech industry is trying to help combat cybercrime by using a pass key as opposed to all of these passwords. Because I know you know passwords are just difficult to deal with. So it's going to be something like we see in the movies where someone's going to have to come and take my eyeball in order to access certain things, right? 
And I mean, that would be, you would have to be really in deep because situation like that, you have to remember most cyber criminals are overseas. And, you know, so they would have to fly overseas to where you are. Or hire somebody. Yeah, or hire somebody locally to get you, uh, you know, to get into your information. But, I mean, obviously that's, you know, I mean, it's obvious it, it can happen, but at the same time it's a threat that's not immediately credible as someone just breaking into a company and just getting a list of passwords. And then you would have to hire somebody for all of the people across the globe in order to collect a lot of eyeballs to get into a lot of accounts. So that's why pass keys are a little bit more. I mean, think about it. That's why pass keys are more appealing as far as protecting online accounts, because you figure you break into like a T-Mobile, then you've got all mm-hmm. these millions of passwords and other information, whereas if you've got a pass key, the only thing you may get are some addresses and, you know, other stuff. So, I mean, that's what we're looking towards. And there's already some websites that have um, started using pass keys. Well, for, step back a minute. The top companies that are really involved with pass keys are Microsoft, Apple, and Google. And it's mm-hmm. all tied in, like, your account. So, like, your Google account, you can kind of set up some of your online accounts to use the pass key. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Windows Hello screen pop up on your Windows computer, but that's an example of a pass key. And in Apple, they've always been using a feature called Keychain that keeps track of all your passwords. So your pass key with Apple is associated with your iCloud account. But with that, you're starting to also see a lot of websites that are allowing you to log in with a pass key as opposed to a password, and the list is just starting to grow. So it'll probably take at least a couple of years for pass keys to really catch on uh, because mm-hmm. obviously it's like you have to redo technology. But it looks like it may be the wave of the future as far as moving with biometrics as opposed to just your standard password or passphrase to get into your online account. Because I have an account. They keep wanting me to do voice ID, and I'm like, uh, uh, you know, so I keep skipping it for now, but I, I get the impression that at some point it's not going to be an option anymore. Um, so I wanted to ask you, though, if between voice and face and any other types of, of personal identification, which do you think is is more safe and more reliable, and why? Probably the facial recognition of the thumbprint, because um, you know it, it has to deal with you, um, your biometric signature, which really can't be duplicated. So, I mean, obviously, biometrics is a safer way for logins as opposed to, um, you know, like your standard password. Even voices now with AI is kind of sketchy because there's software out there that can mimic your voice. But I would say anything biometric is probably the best protection to keep any account safe and even your devices safe. Is that why it seems to be more of those um, things where we get these calls and you speak and you don't hear anything or there's a long pause? you know, before the call disconnects. Is it that they're trying to record your, like, voice pattern or something? It could be one of two things. Number one, it could be just a call from a call center, and sometimes it takes the call center a second or two in order to get you connected to an agent. Uh, but the other thing could be the someone malicious trying to record your voice so that they can use it for a voice cloning scam. Okay, I mean, but that's, you gotta say, that's what I wondered. Yeah, you got to say hello. But you would have to um, – I mean, yeah, it would have to be a long dialogue in order for them to get your a good copy of your voice. You don't have to say hello, though. You can say anything else, too. But, I mean, yeah, hello is the standard for most people. But are they – are these, I guess – mechanisms designed or whatever is going on designed to respond to hello or can they trip you up with anything? 
Oh, they could trip you up with anything. So just somebody calling with the wrong number or someone trying to act like they're selling you something. I mean, there's all sorts of nefarious ways to get your voice. But to be honest with you, a lot of the criminals, if they're going to get your voice, they're looking to social media with people doing video on YouTube or any of the other social media platforms. That way you're not having to call and you can kind of get it at your leisure, um, you know, maybe able to get it from your voicemail mm-hmm. message on your phone. I mean, there's all sorts of ways that criminals can get stuff. But in most circumstances, they're yanking that stuff off the Internet rather than calling each person at a time. Because, yeah, I mean, with phones, you've got to have a phone to and a person to make this happen. Or you could have a machine, but it's easier to do it over the Internet. So a lot of it is going to be social media-based. Okay. What else are we watching out for now? What else is complicating our lovely tech lives? We have a, uh, the one that cracks me up that we haven't talked about is the Kia Boys TikTok Challenge. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. It involves auto theft, and I shouldn't be laughing, but it all started during the pandemic, uh, like in 2021. Mm-hmm. Someone figured out a way to break into Kia and Hyundai vehicles using a USB cable, uh, and then they can – the challenge is, is to hijack a Hyundai or a Kia and go joyriding and then, you know, just leave the car wherever it is. And you can use the hashtag of Kia Boys or um, TikTok Boys or, or something like that. But it's starting to become a problem again this year uh, with more people doing the Kia Boys Challenge to the fact that there's at least 15 insurance companies that if you've got a specific model of Kia or Hyundai, they won't even insure the vehicle. Started out with two with just State Farm and Progressive. But now there's at least 15 insurance companies that won't insure your Kia or Hyundai. Now, the the scary part is is that you're talking vehicles that go back 10 years, or actually 13, Mm -hmm. because they could be anywhere from a 2010 Hyundai to a 2010 Kia, where they could um, potentially steal your vehicle. And insurance companies are like, well, yeah, we're not going to put ourselves at risk, so sorry. We're not going to insure your vehicle if it's a Kia. Now, Hyundai has released, and it's all a software glitch in the car. And so Hyundai has released a fix. And, of course, if you buy a Kia or a Hyundai, it, you know, 2020 or, or newer, you're really not going to be affected because they've got a fix for it. But Kia, on the other hand, still hasn't come up with a fix for theirs, and so they're recommending people of these vehicles to either get a steering column lock or to get a member of the club. Mm-hmm. Remember the, yeah, get a club yep. for their vehicle to keep it protected. But it kind of, uh, the, one of the questions that comes with this scam, though, is who is responsible for this? Is it a Kia Hyundai problem or is this another problem that's associated with TikTok? I'm kind of curious to hear what you would think the problem would be. Well, being that I'm I'm pro Hyundai, I've had two of them, and I really do like the cars. And, and uh, nothing against my lovely car that I have now. Don't break down. Um, I, I plan on getting another Hyundai at some point. Um, but I, I just I think a lot of it has has to do with. TikTok and, and more than that has to do with our society and that and more than that have, having to do with you know you know people having a bad moral compass and, and, and making you know and trying to get these kids to you know learn you know good and bad behavior and the difference the difference between good and bad behavior I mean I, it goes it just really goes back but I you know I don't blame I don't blame Hyundai and I don't blame Kia I blame the people that that are on there, you know, that got nothing better to do. There's so much other stuff to be doing. I blame them. No, those are the people that that you know you want to do bad behavior. You know, you pay the consequences. I'm gonna blame your favorite car. <laughs> I would say it's their fault. They uh-uh. should have. Uh, I mean, one of the things that you have to do as uh, big auto 
major factor is to try to find different ways that criminals can get into vehicles and make sure that they can't get into it. I know it's an off chance, but at the same time, um, you know, you, you have to do everything that you can in order to keep vehicles safe. And you're talking about something uh, like 10 years of cars. Now, if it was like the 2015 model, then you could kind of say, well, okay, they kind of slipped on that one. But, you know, the fact that you're dealing with um, 10 years worth of vehicles almost reminds me of the whole situation with Volkswagen and the whole clean diesel uh, scenario they got into. So okay, well, I, don't I don't know about that either. But I, all I know is that, you know, in all of the things that, that these companies are doing to make cars safe, you know, you've got the the locks on the steering wheel. You've got the, you know, all the other gadgets and stuff like that, um, OnStar. And, I mean, they're doing a variety of things. You know, this particular thing, I, you know, think, I think they have to focus on more of the actual safety of the driver and the passengers and um, the other people on the road versus someone else's bad behavior. Okay. You just want a free, you want a free Hyundai. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yes, I do. But no, I'm I'm saying that no. There's a, there's a point where you can't be responsible for other people's bad behavior, and that right. person you can't. That person has to be responsible for choosing to act badly. Okay. Right. So one of the things that should happen. Uh, okay. If you want to make somebody responsible, let's talk about the online, the the, the um, social media managers. I mean, let's talk about so, the social media companies. They need to take that stuff down. They do. Okay. Yes. They need to they take that stuff to... down. That's that's who should be responsible is them. But before that, it's the person that chooses to act irresponsibly and put other people in danger. Oh, I would agree with that, yeah. I'm still going to say Kia and Hyundai. I know you're okay, trying to get you a free can say whatever you want. Yeah, you can say whatever you want But um, yeah, no It it really is the the responsibility Of people because if we Continue to not hold people accountable Then they're going to go on to the next Best thing, the next Fun thing, the next irresponsible thing Okay And and so what are you Going to do Um, Are you going to blame Um Stores for people breaking in or and, no, and grabbing stuff. I mean, you've got stores right now in I think California that are closing because there's been so much theft. You know, so what are you going to blame the stores? You're going to be angry at the stores? No, the stores can't stay in business because you've got a lot of juvenile, irresponsible people out out there, and no one holding anybody accountable. I know, right. different subject. <laughs> it's not tech. But it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's not tech. But no, it 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 uh, it talks a little bit about our society and how uh, we handle technology and the simple fact that uh, it's kind of like with the thing with AI is that we well, yeah we put it out here, but at the same time, is everyone going to be responsible with it? And they in this case, no. And you know, things definitely have changed. So anyway, I just wanted to know your thoughts i'll i'll help keep promoting you so that you get your next hyundai is free you know (laughs) (laughs) i want a dv80 by the way so anyway okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, but no i mean we we really have to to look at at some of that that type of stuff i wanted to talk real quick i know we don't have a lot a lot of time there seems to be more uh more talk about um things that you've mentioned such as um tile um, putting putting these uh, the, and I think you said tile is only good for a certain amount of distance. It, it's the right. air tags that you want, correct? That's right. In fact, going back to this Kia challenge we're talking about, the New York it's been such a problem in New York. They're recommending people get get air tags to stick in their Hyundai and Kia cars so that they can right, locate. right, right. That's that's one of the reasons I thought about that. Cause, and I heard somebody mention tile, and I'm like, well, Burton says that tile is only good for 500 feet or something like that. So that yes. you want the, the air tags. So, yeah, um, tile is stupid. It doesn't use GPS unless they've uh, 
uh, change the way that they do stuff. But yeah, from from what I remember, it um, you know it only went use Bluetooth. So yeah, I could be wrong. Well, no, I I, I take that back. I, it, it is Bluetooth. So yeah, it's still it's still Bluetooth. So yeah, don't be using it for GPS. Okay. So short distance Bluetooth's fine. Long distance GPS. Um, right. You just got to remember that. So when you're looking in terms of how a particular uh, piece of technology operates and you need to look at distance um, challenges, then that, that's what you need to look at, I guess. So, right. Um, but the challenge is this tile was only designed within, you know, a short area. I mean, that was the sole purpose. But with AirTag, right. they're like, well, and, and with Samsung, too, they're like, well, you can attach to our smart network. So, it doesn't have a GPS tracker built into it, but what it does is it piggybacks on both the Apple and the Samsung network to help you find your device. And that's why it's able to work on a global scale as opposed to Tile just kind of working locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we definitely, especially um, need to look at, uh, you guys are buying, <laughs> not yet, but pretty soon. I know school isn't out, but you guys got to almost turn around and buy new school supplies as soon as school is out. Um, um, looking at uh, book bags and lots and lunch boxes and, and um, you know, I can't think, but, you know, carriers for laptops and other types of school supplies, you all need to be looking at putting um, those tags in that to keep track of your children. This is also National Missing Children's Month. Just thought about that. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was a such thing. But, yeah, that's absolutely right, that the smart tags can definitely help keep track of missing kids, especially, um, you know, missing kids of color and indigenous yeah. people are the ones that are rarely mm-hmm. located. So I agree com- with you completely. Put them in the lining of, your ja- of a jacket. That's that's right. what I would say, you know, because they may they may just you know leave the lunchbox, they may leave the the backpack, but you know they might take a jacket. They probably take a jacket, right? And it won't right. look as conspicuous. One of the things you were going to mention real quick, you were talking about Father's Day gifts. <laughs> yep, a smart tracker <laughs> is probably one of the better gifts to give for Father's Day. To be honest with okay. you, because it's it's multi-use. And even if you have somebody that has everything, a smart tracker is probably going to be a, a good Father's Day gift. Okay. There you go. <laughs> also, I can hear. Uh, okay, you, you tracking me to make sure that I'm where I say, I say I'm going to be when I'm going to be there. <laughs> that's, a, that's another conversation. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? You know, yeah. you know, everyone has somebody in their life that can't keep track of stuff, so. Give yeah. a child or an AirTag or a smart Samsung smart tag, then if they misplace items, they can quickly find them. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, let's look at it like that. Okay. Right. Burton, <laughs> Burton quickly, how do we find you? Uh, just Google me, uh, BurtonKelso.com, or I'm on all the social media channels, including TikTok. So look me up if you've got questions Ooh. about tech. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thanks, Burton. Uh, we're going to go. Um, by the way, if some of you didn't know, May 20th is the anniversary of uh, it's, it's Emancipation Day here in Florida. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. So make sure you join us. This has been D's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember all real power comes from God. Take care. Make it all right.
whatever you want.